The risk of trading futures and options can be substantial. All information, publications, and material used and distributed by Advanced Trading Incorporated shall be construed as solicitation. ATI does not maintain an independent research department as defined in CFTC Regulation 1.71. Information obtained from third-party sources is believed to be reliable, but its accuracy is not guaranteed by Advanced Trading Incorporated. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. Welcome to ATI Pro Media. It's Friday. We have an action-packed show. The world has a lot of things going on. Today's script was powered by the real world. Today's news today, we're going to talk about the unemployment number. That was a big shocker. We're going to talk about cattle feeders up 500 yesterday. That was a big shocker. We're going to talk about meta earnings, meta, aka Facebook, up 20% in one day. Could you imagine if corn and beans were up 20%? But before we get in the show, we have a sponsor today. Roll the tape. Happy Groundhog Day. Look at that. I, I didn't even know. Brady texted me last night. He said it's Groundhog Day. And uh, speaking of six weeks more of summer or spring, it is warm out. And uh, the birds were chirping. I got up early, worked out. I'm in a good mood, I think, because it's Friday. And I'm getting to spend my time with you all there on the interweb. Anyway, welcome to the show. We have Connor on. He's going to talk a little bit about financials, outside markets, crop insurance, cocoa, and a few other things. Luke, if you're out there, we put up a cotton chart. And for everyone watching on Facebook, X, LinkedIn, YouTube, ask us a question. If it's a good question, we'll get to it. If we don't get to it during the show, of course, you can always get a hold of us right there. one 737 farm or info at ATI Pro Media. Oh, my God. We already have questions coming in. Actually, Wade, we will get to that, but not right now at the end of the show. We already got a great question from a longtime listener, first-time friend. Connor B., welcome to the show. Hey, happy Friday, Tommy. Or I'm I, all say up. I worked out. I had coffee. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> the groundhog uh, thing. I was. I don't know if you heard me, but I was laughing out loud. I love that. That's clip. okay. We're allowed to laugh. Not every day needs to be a sad day. Okay, real quick. Uh, let's go over to financials. Yep. Unemployment. Yep. Unemployment. That's a big one. Non-farm payrolls were up 353,000. Expected was 180,000. Almost double the expected number. Previous number was 333,000. Tommy, if you remember, last month we were talking about this and we had a good chart about how they uh, revised the past numbers, right? Make them look good and then revise them in the in the back end. They actually revised uh, the back number higher. But still, when I hear this number and when I look in the data, the first thing I think of is when we compare it to like the USDA reports, my gosh, this number, they can pull it anywhere, right? We had tech layoffs, but apparently we added more than double than what we were going to think on non-farm payrolls. Incredible. So yesterday after work uh, or yesterday's live stream, we talked about we're going to have earnings, right? And we had uh, Amazon. They did well. Yep. We had Apple. They had some struggles. I mean, the Apple's having a little bit of a rough year, but don't feel bad for them. Um, they sell an incredible amount of stuff. They're just such a big company, and they're just worth so much that if their numbers just don't blow it off the charts. Also, Apple's having a little problem with that iWatch. You ever hear about that thing where they looks like they took someone's heart stuff, and they they can't sell a certain iWatch in America because it it they the lawsuit. You know how that goes. Anyway, Apple's a company that just makes the same thing over and over. They don't come out with new products very often. So there's an iPhone, there's an iPad, and there's some other stuff, but they just kind of do the same thing really well. Then uh, we had Meta earnings. Meta. Joe popped yeah. up. Meta is up 20% right now. 
And uh, I want to pop up a couple charts. Go ahead, add some colors the, here. The other thing with Meta is they announced for the first time ever they're going to start paying a dividend, right, Tommy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So great earnings, dividends coming up 20%. They had a fantastic 2023. They are rocking and rolling. Little breaking news. We just had a number come out at nine. It was U.S. factory orders. U.S. factory orders were actually 0.2 versus 2.6 uh, estimate was 0.2. So right there online on factory orders. Incredible price action. I have my charts up. I just want to show people what our world looks like when you have uh, real quotes, graphs, this, that, and what happens. So uh, the bond market, this is the 30-year bond. A lot of times we talk about the 10-year. Late yesterday, the 10-year yield was at like 3.88, and that was the lowest since December. This number came out so hot that this is a one-hour chart, but I want to show people out in the uh, out in the uh, world what happens right here, folks. That's the second the number came out, and there's 31 ticks in a bond, and uh, they broke a couple points, and they're can't, yeah can't ski down that hill. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, let's talk Nasdaq. I want to show people what happened yesterday yep. uh, after the close, and uh, we'll maybe do like a 10-minute chart. So this is what happened. Amazon came out, then Facebook exploded. Uh, Apple's earnings weren't that great, but the market said heck with it. I mean, these, what do they call it? Meta. Meta is up. I saw a tweet today, and it said Meta is up 400% since Jim Cramer cried on TV and said he couldn't <laughs> believe he was wrong. So what did we learn? If Jim Cramer cries and says he can't believe a stock went down this low, bye-bye-bye, as, as he says. All right, real quick on the price action, high-frequency trading. The second this report came out hot, uh, you know, the market spent all night up there, but the second the market came out hot, NASDAQ gave it all up. We opened up and it's going back up. Uh, what's this have to do with farmers and ranchers? Well, the truth is there's trillions, I mean, trillions of dollars flying around in there in these stocks. Literally, these stocks, Meta, Apple, Amazon are multi, multi, multi trillion dollar companies. And then you look at, hey, we're going to grow 15 billion bushels of corn times $5. That's not a trillion dollars. That's That's a lot of money. The these single companies have a greater worth, more worth than uh, you know. It makes corn, wheat, and beans look like nothing. Anyway, that's that out. Brady, and looking at looking at earnings and looking at payrolls, right? Then we've had traders are decreasing the chance of a Fed rate cut in March. I didn't see what the percentage was. They were 50-50 last week. What is it now, Tommy? 60-40. So a uh, good example of how everything has moving parts, right? If we, if the uh, government wants to say that payrolls were up ex- uh, huge, big number, rah-rah, looks great, right? Well, we got to remember the repercussions of what are we, what's the Fed going to do on top of that. Yeah. Brady, cattle yesterday, incredible, incredible move. Great day. Yep. Responded well to that inventory report. Chopping around here this morning a little bit. Been on both sides, but certainly, yep. Big move. And are, are farmers interested in protecting at these levels, hedging at these levels, or do we just say, oh, yep, cattle were up. That was great. I mean, is this like corn? When it goes from five, we know uh, the whole world doesn't want to hedge because it's going to six, and then a year later it's at four. I mean, we're not making yeah. any more cattle, are we, Brady? Exactly. Yeah. And I, you know, the supply story is very well documented. Um, but we gotta we gotta watch the consumer. And if we're not gonna cut rates and and you know, that's very important to how deep is that consumer's pocketbook, what's he willing to pay for beef, watch that choice cut out. I think that's gonna drive the drive the market here. We can those September feeders that you bought at record prices, they're finally they finally clawed back to levels on the fat contract where you are in the black. Um and we're kind of doing a repeat here, chasing that feeder market. They don't pencil out deep. You're betting on the come. Um, might want to go out and manage some risk. 
Yeah. The, uh, the, 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 I was trying to say it yesterday to Brady and Connor, the thing I heard on the podcast was it just, a rain won't help the cattle market. So in grains, how do we grow this big crop? Oh, it rained and the, the genetics, like sure. The genetics are great in cattle, but if it <laughs> rains in the plains, it'll grow. It more. takes years. Yeah. It's two yes, year cycle to get, get so those animals. There's back no up. surprise to the cattle market because it rained in Kansas. Yeah. Right. But right. imports and then, you know, higher carcass weights, we're making more beef on less animals and then imports. We're going to import some cattle in, we'll import some beef in, um, and then alternative products. Beef is, Something that not everybody's going to have on the dinner pl- dinner plate when it gets limited. Nor nor can they uh, always afford it, right? right. Um, so. Real quick, guys, before we dive a little bit more in the show, we have some charts. But uh, corn down a penny, beans down uh, three, all the wheat's up seven to ten across the board. Cattle up a little, feeders up a little, hogs down, gold down twenty five. In interest rates, if we did this show yesterday at three o'clock, I would have said, "Oh, interest rates have really collapsed, things look good." And then today, I'd be like, uh, "Scoot that back, interest rates total change." This is the thing, going back financials a little bit, this is the thing we talked about where the Fed could really get themselves in a pickle, where they say they're going to cut rates and the economy actually gets hotter. Again, I'm repeating, I sound like a clown, meta up 20%. I would love to know how much money all the meta shares were worth yesterday and versus what they're worth today, right? What's a year year on meta? Is it up? 80, yeah. I mean, since Jim Cramer cried, hold on, I'll look at my phone. You guys talk a little bit yeah. more, but pull up Let's, your charts. I'll get yeah, what couple color on, on outside commodities. Tommy, this was yours, but mm-hmm. March cocoa, right? It, we are going parabolic. We are at all time highs, a uh, record, seeing a ton of things. Those soft commodities have been on a tear. It'd be nice to see that in corn, soybeans, wheat. Uh, we're not seeing it yet, but March cocoa on a rip. The other one we have, this is for uh, Luke. Luke. Luke, we're talking cotton and we're looking at July cotton and look at that bounce we've seen back to those levels. And so Brady, add a little color to this, but my first thinking, right, I'm a central Illinois guy. We don't grow a lot of cotton in central Illinois, but if I, if I'm growing three, four commodities and one of them's moving separate than the other three, right, I think that's a good time to lock in some margin. What do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, cotton markets got to pay attention to that here. We had a pretty good export book of business this year versus last year, year ago. Um, and I think cotton, you know, it's going to be an interesting spring this year with the acreage battle, you know, grain yeah. sorghum in the plains. We got grain sorghum, corn and cotton that fight over the same acres from Texas to the northern plains. And it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top. But I think there's going to be more cotton acres. Right out there yeah is is this buying cotton acres right now right we have that big acreage report what the end of march and so it'd be interesting to see right that gets back to when was it like 16 17 18 where we really talked about cotton acres pushing in on corn i feel like that noise went away the past couple years with six seven dollar corn but we'll see if it comes back right yep yep yeah what you got tommy uh well uh we got a few more charts are we good we want to go into question we got some great questions and some new friends here today yeah. Only other thing we have weather, crop insurance. We can uh, slide right through it and let's answer some questions. Yeah. But hot and dry in Argentina, it's catching a lot of news. Uh, big, big temperatures staying dry, but that soybean crop is getting matured. And the other thing that I'll mention about that is just looking at South America as a whole. As you can see, that central northern Brazil, the Mato Grosso region, that's where the safrina crop is going in. They're catching precip, right? When they're planting, they want to plant into precipitation. So the overall picture, right? Hot and dry in Argentina. I'm not putting a whole lot of stock in that just yet because we are getting rain across the board if we average it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, I just want to say, yeah, go ahead with this average price, and then I'll talk a little bit. Yeah, crop 
crop insurance, just looking at the historical uh, Fed pricing, right? We're, we're two days into it right now. We're sitting at 479, a little bit lower, I believe, guys, right? Probably 478. And as you can see, we've had lower Feb averages, but we're getting closer to the mean, not quite going to be that 590, 591 that we saw previous years. So same, and then same thing on soybeans, right? Right now we're sitting at 1186. And so, uh, getting close to the mean, much more volatility in soybeans as we know, right? 885 in 2016. Ouch. It wasn't that long ago. We had nine in front of them, boys, 2020, nope. 2019, 2018. Those were uh, slim pickings. And uh, I don't know that the government's there to bail everyone out. They might let people struggle a little bit. All right. We got a couple of questions. I did want to say we are watching uh, no beans battle with corn. Corn closed well yesterday. The fact like it was down three and went up by the end of the day. We're still holding that uh, support level, but the beans gave it up. And uh, we have a biofuel question here. I don't know when to go after that, but let's do Wade first. Wade, do you actually think we have a weather premium built in here? I know what Wade's talking about. I went on TV and said that uh, Nate Mangold said we possibly have a $1 weather premium. I'm going to let Brady Huck talk about this or Connor. You guys could talk about yourself. My job was to read the question. Your job's to answer it. I believe, you, yes, Wade, we do. You, go ahead, guys. That means you, did you did guys has job, the. Tommy. Yeah. Go ahead, Tommy. You get the biofuel question then. There oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Throw it at that. Yeah. Go ahead, um, I, go ahead, Connor. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it goes back. Um, I think we put it on the show that equilibrium price, right? Where simply we take uh, potential stocks to use looking at previous years, right? And what's that going to equal for the December price? If we do that for 2024, right, to Nate Mangold's point, we have an 80 to 90 cent premium to what we could have in stocks to use. So if you want to look at it that way, we have an 80, 90, close to a dollar weather premium in this market looking out to next fall. Yep. And, uh, uh, you know, there's, I hate to say this, but I would, I don't want to see that happen, but it's our job. We have a fiduciary duty. There's people who manage risk, trade futures and options. They don't have crop insurance yet. Even every day as the market goes down, the farmer's risk is it still goes down because there's nothing protecting that crop. If they don't have cash sales, they don't have crop insurance, they don't have revenue protection. Then you tell me what's protecting a crop. That's why I go on national TV and say the farmer is long a crop and a half, 60% of 23 bushels of corn and 90% of 2024. That we know to be a fact. The USDA has told it, and we can see the book of uh, not just our company, but we have friends in the industry. Every book looks the same. There's very little sales on the books at the elevators. That's how we know that yeah. question. I don't even and know if I can uh, uh, answer Doug's question. So I want to give it a shot. Will be demand... Billions, billions and billions of gallons. How can we feed this demand? Can end users afford uh, sustainable avi- aviation fuel if corn is $25? Okay, he's saying if the SAF comes online and comes online in a big way, are we going to have enough acres uh, to feed that demand? And so I feel like we got to put our five-year hat on, guys, right? that's the, We got a lot of unknowns, right? Hopefully the Biden administration uh, approves SAF fuel for uh, soybeans and corn. And so hopefully we do see that demand come to fruition. But the other thing we got to keep in mind is uh, what happens if these EVs continue to grow and continue to take market space. If that ethanol uh, demand and fuel drops, right, we're going to need something to fill the pipeline. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Spot on with that comment, Connor. I think it's it's something that comes in and potentially replaces some demand that we are losing somewhere else versus increasing overall U.S. domestic consumption. I can tell you this to add a little color. I have a, a bunch of North Dakota clients who have a, 
a little problem on their hand because they were so excited and told with this new uh, plant that's going to crush soybeans, it was going to change the market by dollars. That's not true. It changed the basis by 25 to 40 cents in the futures broke two twenty five. So they literally stayed long cash bushels are paying a high interest rate to get 25 cent better basis. Flat price is something that needs to be managed. So sure. Yeah. yeah, They'll they'll go, they'll go even with the board and beans are two fifty lower. We're not doing it right, fellas and uh, gals, too. We need to do it better. Hey, one more question. Our boy Luke said, uh, uh, go ahead, Brady. Appreciate, yeah, go ahead, Brady. Yep. Uh, yeah, we love cotton. You know, cotton's uh, it's a great crop to have. The fabric of our lives, as they yep. say. Um, yep. Yeah. I, the, so, the thing with cotton is, you know, it gets very much tied to the economy. And going forward, mm-hmm. there's going to be so much volatility and potential risks with the economy and cotton and fat, th- those types of products, that cotton market is very susceptible um, to uh, price declines and volatile market action with what the economy does. Um, so that's where I think it's imperative to risk management. If you're making a planting decision based on the prices today, 90 cent cotton, $4 corn, I think you got to go out there and manage some price risk on that planting decision that you're making. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Hey, uh, real quick, the... Uh, when I think cotton, I think India, and that can very much move the market and world markets. Great show. Over 150 people still watching. That's awesome. Uh, we'll be here on Monday at 9. Of course, Brady, you and uh, Tony Dunker are doing premium content after work, right? You'll send yep, that out we, to uh, Tony's uh, gonna talk friends some of hogs. ATI and ATI Pro Media. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you're going to hear a lot about premium content. That's rolling out in a few weeks. And uh, next week, I get to go play... Uh, Host again, I Scott the Cow Guy. Hopefully, I don't embarrass myself so much. We, us fellas, we're going to be live on the USDA report at 1055 next Thursday, I believe. We're Thursday, live yep. from 1055 to 1105, about. We'll break down the numbers, give you the initial reaction, show you a couple charts. And then the commercial department does a really no- nice breakdown. We let those fellas do their job. Then after the market closes, Brian Bastine, usually uh, Michael Reginelli, Drew Moore, a few of the other guys, Nate Duraco, they sit in a room, they break down the numbers, and then they nitpick them all. That's real fun to watch. So we'll do the breaking headlines. They'll do the deep dive. And with that, you know what? I don't want to close the show with Gina G, but I will tell you if you need Oh, a- why not? Joe, roll the, ground, roll the groundhog tape, brother. There we go. <laughs> Ned Ryerson. Oh, my God. Guys, I'll see you at nine. This that's the wrong movie, Joe. That's, that's Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. There we see there we go. Everyone have a great weekend. If you need us, one eight five five seven three seven farm info at ATI Pro Media. If you missed the show, click like and subscribe on YouTube, and we will see you Monday. See you guys. See you guys.